you've just described the fourth barrier to goal achievement, and, and that barrier is comfort. If you're, if you're comfortable where you are, even if you're miserable, it's familiar. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hi, friends. I hope you're well. I'm joining you from the very sunny Morocco. We have headed out here for a quick week away with the family, and it is so nice to get some sunshine. Um, I hope you are enjoying yourself wherever you are. Very, very excited. It is now, as I'm recording this, it's the 1st of April, which means we are literally a couple of weeks away from the launch of my brand new membership, the Female Biohacker Collective. Um, It's been so long that people have been asking me to put a membership together uh, where you can get access to biohacking masterclasses, the latest science on longevity, how to optimize your hormones, access to me and my team with live Q&As. And we're finally doing it. I am so, so excited about this. And we have a very special founders offer for a limited number of people. So if you're interested, all you need to do is to express your interest is to head over to bit.ly forward slash female hyphen biohacker. That's all in lowercase. It's bit.ly forward slash female hyphen biohacker. And you will find all of the details in there, what's going to be included in the membership, the very special founders offer. And you can basically click just to let us know that you're interested. And then as it gets nearer to the launch, we will send you all of the details so that you can then sign up and be included. There's going to be a biohacking book club coming soon to it, all inclusive as part of that offer. And you'll be getting access to all the books I'm reading, my cliff notes on it. If you want to participate and read yourself as well, you can, and we'll be discussing them. But even if you don't have time for that, you'll be getting my cliff notes and presentations. You'll also be getting a biohacking toolbox a live monthly masterclass um, with live Q&A as well, and also an exclusive community of other women who really, really want to optimize their health and longevity as well, which is really nice to kind of hang out together. So as I say, you just head over to bit.ly forward slash female hyphen biohacker. Now, be sure that you put the hyphen in. If you don't, and you just put bit.ly forward slash female biohacker, you will actually be taken to my free Facebook community, which is great too. You can also join that as well. Um, but if you're interested in the membership, it is with a hyphen. So that's bit.ly forward slash female hyphen biohacker. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you. Now, in today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about how you can really achieve your goals and what gets in the way of you doing so. Often it's fear. Sometimes it's not even fear of failure. It can be fear of success. And it's about understanding your internal paradigms and what holds you back and really unlocking the key to your success. And so in today's episode, I sit down with Dan Matthews, who's an expert public speaker on the topics of the natural and universal laws, thought and goal setting. And we actually discuss one of my favorite authors, uh, Neville Goddard. If you haven't looked at any of his work, it's definitely worth taking a look. The power of awareness is 
an amazing book. I've read it quite a few times. Uh, the other one is Feeling is the Secret, and it's all about metaphysics. And a lot of people think about the law of attraction when we think about attracting what we want into our lives. And actually, that is a secondary law to the law of vibration. And one of the things you really want to be working on is your own vibration, your frequency, the message that you're putting out there, and really making your self-image and your beliefs line up with what it is you want to achieve. And you're going to be hearing all about that in today's episode with Dan and how you can do it and really what gets in the way and how you can overcome and crowd out any of those limiting beliefs. So it's a jam-packed episode as always. And if you want to access the show notes and the transcript, then just head over to my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast, and you can find everything you need there. But without further delay, let me introduce you now to Dan. Dan, I am absolutely delighted to to have you join me here today because I know that your goal is really to bring value to people by helping them expand their personal lives and by teaching them about the validation of science for personal development. And I know that listeners of this podcast are going to be really excited to hear your thoughts on this. So first of all, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela. I'm really excited. Excited isn't the right word. Enthused. Enthused. Enthused really means the entheos, the spirit of source energy within you. I love that. I'm similarly enthused. And I think um, we had a chat a few months back uh, just around some of the same books we've shared that we've read um, and the same thoughts on things. And I really felt that we connected in such a powerful way that I was, I've really, really been looking forward to having you on the show. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you on this little portion of your journey today, Angela. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. So I guess I think probably one of the the best places actually to start for people listening is and, and something I teach a lot about that we were talking about before the show is that when we're looking at creating something new or different in our lives, we need to become and embody that before it can happen in physical reality. And this is explored um, by Neville Goddard in his book, The Power of Awareness, which I know you have read and taught about actually many times. And it is this concept of I am. And it can be quite a hard concept, I think, for people to grasp at first, because many, many people from the outside will look at things like affirmations, for example, and they want to begin to incorporate them into their lives. But they have this this view uh, in their sort of subconscious mind of like, well, I'm not that yet. And so how can I say that I am? I need to put in place these steps to become it first. Can we sort of start there? And can you describe for people listening what what this concept, this this sense of being is uh, and what they need to be thinking about here? Well, I, I love the way you think, Angela, because that's going cutting right to the chase. Uh, there's no... Um, no introduction. We're going right into the deep stuff. And I, <laughs> I, the, the, the whole idea of spiritual development or achieving, setting and achieving goals has to do with change. And change by its very nature, transformation, because you're, you're trying to get from where you are now to where you want to be which is a different place in time and space. 
And in order to get from where you are now to where you want to be means you have to make some changes. And there, and they, since there's time and space involved, it's a journey. And it's a journey into a place that you've, you've never been. So it has, the, it's the unknown. You're, you're, you're having to commit to something that you don't know. And everything in your body, everything in your body fights against that because your body is a perfectly engineered machine for survival. You've all, all life. It doesn't matter if it's trees or humans or animals, all life has a compulsion to survive. And when you see something that's different, the first thing instinctively, and it's, it's not just your conscious mind, it's your, it's your gut instinct, it's your reptilian brain going, that is dangerous because it's unknown. And when we, when we have to make a decision based on something unknown, it's terrifying because our, everything in our body is saying, you may not survive this level of change. Mm -hmm. Just like being chased by a tiger in India. All of a sudden, it's fight or flight. Joe Dispenza talks about it in detail in his books and in his lectures. But the fight or flight response is instinctive and it's instantaneous. And when you're, when you're in a uh, fight or flight mode, it's not time to meditate. It's not time for affirmations. It's not time to stop and breathe deeply, although that would help. It's time to, it's time to be careful for your survival, even if it's imaginary, because to your, to your subconscious mind, an imaginary incident traveling into the unknown is just as real as trying to dash across a freeway. It's, mm. it's potentially dangerous. Therefore, it's to be avoided because your instinct is to survive. We, we, we get those things mixed up and we feel that to get from point A to point B, we have to, we have to know the path. And that's not true. We're dealing with something that is based on our thoughts. It's based in our imagination. And we don't have to know the path from where we are to where we want to be. All we have to do is see ourselves there. So we see ourselves with our goal achieved. It has nothing to do with affirmations. It has nothing to do with understanding, with, with analyzing it. It has nothing to do with anything except imagining what would I really, really love. It's, it all starts with a thought and with desire that comes from the idea that the thought brings. When somebody says, a thought came to me, they're describing it exactly. It did not originate in you. It came to you and wants to go through you because that thought is a form of, just a form of energy that's coming from universe, the universe, from source energy, from infinite intelligence from god whatever you want to call it 
the thought energy is has always been out in the universe and always will be but it comes to you and when you get a thought that turns into a desire that becomes the the moving force to start the wheels in motion to make the goal actually become reality and people say how can that be you can't you can't make a thought into something real but you do it you do it and you've done it in your life over and over again every time you have a little goal i'm going to put on my shoes it's an idea you haven't put your shoes on you're in bed and you're thinking i i have to get up and get dressed that's a a little mini goal and your body goes into motion following the, your thought and pretty soon you've got your clothes on you've tied your shoes and you're ready to go out the door or you or you decide you want to have a red sports car and all of a sudden you start seeing red sports cars everywhere they they seem to come out of nowhere because you're focusing your attention on it mm. now and no. yeah when the reticular activation system right at the back of the brain begins to show you what you've identified as important to you. you where you focus your attention genevieve baron said it very clearly in in about 1921 that where you focus when you focus your attention you tell the infinite universe you tell infinite intelligence thomas charred called it infinite responsive intelligence you tell the the source energy of the universe how to move your thoughts generate the energy that tells source energy where to move now that's getting out maybe for some people that's a little bit too uh too far fetched in terms of thinking but we're doing it right now right now can i, I can i start with pause you there okay. that that's quite interesting what you're saying there because i've heard the statement where and where focus um goes energy flows now that had in uh, initially i had perceived that to be where focus goes energy from you flows but actually what you're saying is there's a bigger energy than that the world begins or the universe begins to conspire energetically with you and it's that energy together that moves the position it it, it is and it's in response to your focused attention and it's mm. we're talking we we are limited in our thinking because we we think that we think that we're an individual i'm an individual you're an individual and that there's somehow there's a separation between us but really in fact we are all connected at a very deep not just a deep level spiritually but at a subatomic level the the particles that make up you are the the not just the atoms but the electrons and the pions and the mesons and the muons and all the different particles that make up the the atom itself we share we share electric fields between all of those subatomic particles and it's been shown many times in quantum physics experiments that subatomic particles have what they call entanglement where there is actually communication between particles at a subatomic level and because of that and we're all made of those subatomic particles 
there is energetic communication between us right now. And it's happening as you're sitting there, Angela. Mm -hmm. I have a thought in my mind. And that thought, my brain starts to control my voice box and my mouth. And I start making sounds and I form words. And that, those words are energetic pressure waves that travel through the air to the speaker, to the microphone, wherever the microphone is and get converted in the if thought energy has been changed into pressure waves. Those pressure waves hit the microphone. They're changed into electric, into vibration that are picked up electronically, transferred through my computer to the whole cell phone system around the globe. You're sitting six or 7,000 miles away from me. And at your computer, that, that electronic signal that's come through through space is picked up by the receiver in your computer, changed back into pressure waves, comes out your speaker. You you hit the pressure waves, hit your ears, and are converted back into electrical signals, and you recognize it. Uh, my thought has been transferred to you through. Uh, an energetic transfer of, of electric and electric and electromagnetic and pressure waves. Mm. Which, which is amazing in, in itself. But I suppose when we transfer this energy, I think you, um, if I track back a little bit to what you were talking about there is that um, you, this concept of giving this powerful focus, right? And actually even people like Stephen Covey had talked about this, this power of single pointed focus. You and I were discussing before the show that, you know, the greats in sport, for example, how they have created and manifested exactly what they want. Novak Djokovic wanted to be the best tennis player in the world. And sometimes he hits that spot. And Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, you know, if you, you can watch his videos on YouTube when he talks about being not just one of the best, but the best football player in the world. If indeed fear gets in the way, and this does for a lot of people, and they'll find this because many people will say, you know, I was getting such great results and then I did something silly or I, you know, I feel like I just sabotaged myself because they almost block themselves. Well, how can we stop that happening? Because if we truly want to live our best selves and our best version of our own lives, Cristiano Ronaldo is doing that. He is the best football player or, or was the best football player in the world for definitely a, a long period of time. How, did, how do people stop fear getting in the way, stop them sabotaging themselves and actually get these efforts to line up and overcome that so that they can create that new sense of self that you're speaking of? Oh, that, that's a great question. And it's, it's almost the answer is you almost said the answer in asking the question. Uh, the, there, there are three parts to that. One is the idea of things that get in the way uh, for the development. Two is the, uh, the understanding that you need to have, you need to have a clear picture of, of, the person that you're going to be. And two, you have to take some action for it. Or three, you have to take some action for it to make it make it happen. And it doesn't mean affirmations. It means if we go back to the to the beginning, if we're setting a goal, if if my goal, my goal is to become the best football player in the world, 
but if if my goal is to create something that's going to change civilization in order to do that i have to not focus on the goal let's make it something simple a car if you if you wanted a car you don't focus your attention on the car neville says to focus your attention on the feeling of having achieved the goal on the feeling not on the object and it's it's said over and over again don't think of the thing think of how you feel when you have the thing or the change or the relationship or the 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 successful person that you that you want to become and and think of having already become that person because remember just like the fighter or flight response if something happens in your imagination it's real to your subconscious mind and everyone who's achieved a goal has seen themselves not just having achieved the goal but they they embrace the feeling of having achieved the goal and it's the feeling it's the emotion because you're when you don't think in 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 words you think in pictures and emotions and the picture genevieve baron says paint the picture create the image paint the picture and make it as detailed as you can and this was over 100 years ago make the make the picture as detailed as you can and then analyze the picture and make it even more clear then let yourself go into the feeling of what it would be like to actually be living that life being that person that you want to be having having the success having the relationships having the the things that will make not just your life better but make it possible for you to to give value to other people the feeling is the important part and neville goddard says it at least a hundred times in the power of awareness focus your attention on the, of having achieved the goal and then what are there there are going to be barriers because your 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 subconscious mind has been trained to that and and you know how much training you get as a at, with your legal background i know how much training i got as a, as a, a person studying the sciences and and teaching it you analyze you analyze and you analyze that's one of the barriers to goal achieving is having to know all the steps before you can take the first step you can't you can't accomplish anything by doing that actually that's a that's an absolute stop mm -hmm. analyzation is one of the things that prevents progress another is fear and in all of its forms worry doubt anxiety anger all those things are forms of fear fear is something that is imaginary what happened what what'll happen if i do this what will people say uh, i i don't i'm not worthy of doing this i'm not i can't i i don't know enough i can't i don't have enough experience all the different forms of fear are another absolute stop because if you if you let that control your thoughts your thoughts get frozen 
Just want to interrupt today's show to tell you about a cool little biohack that I have been experimenting with and that is now more widely available, and that is Young Goose's Green Tea Phyto Serum. So I've been putting this green tea serum on before using my red light therapy device, and this contains 5% green tea with 98% EGCG polyphenols to give you a really strong antioxidant benefit and help prevent sun damage. And they've actually been shown these EGCG polyphenols to increase the skin regenerative effects of light therapy. And it was previously only available if you asked for it or or to salons, but now they have released it more widely on their website. And so you can actually go and get your hands on this green tea phyto serum, which just makes your skin feel absolutely beautiful. It also has um, benefits for people who suffer with acne in terms of lessening breakouts and mattifies kind of oily skin, helping to minimize redness. I I love this serum. So if you go over to bit.ly forward slash young goose and use code Angela Foster, you can get 20% off your order. That's bit.ly forward slash young goose and use code Angela Foster, all in caps, uh, to get 20% off and their entire range, including their wonderful NAD eye cream and serums as well. I also love their hyperbaric oxygen mask. They just have so many wonderful products. Um, I did interview their founder, Amite, not long ago. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and have a listen to that podcast and you'll find out how Young Goose are really changing the landscape in terms of helping your skin create what it needs to look younger um, by itself more naturally. It's it's pretty amazing. So that's bit.ly forward slash Young Goose and code Angela Foster if you want to get 20% off. And I couple that actually with my Red Light Rising device. I love my Red Light Rising. It's something I do on a daily basis. It's fantastic to use in the morning, help with collagen production, help to produce more ATP and the health of your mitochondria. So it really helps with your energy pathways as well. It can increase time to failure in exercise and also speed up recovery as well. And so if you go over to Red Light Rising, you can get a discount off your order there just by entering coupon code Angela at checkout. They have some fantastic blue light blocking glasses as well which help to uh, block pretty much all blue light. And they also have some afternoon yellow lenses as well, so you can kind of wind down in the afternoon with those. And so just head over to redlightrising.co.uk and enter code ANGELA, all in caps, at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. Another is distraction. And you all, you know that what it's like to have the, Always, always there's distractions in the environment around it or in the, in the environment within us. All of the thoughts of self-image, all of the thoughts of all these other things I have to do. I have to, I have to pay the bills. I have to get fuel for the car. I have to, there are things that have to be done. Did I, did I turn the heat off when I left the house? Um, those those thoughts are continuous and if you listen to those thoughts they will stop you from making progress because they distract you and it's focused attention and neville was very very careful in his choice of words focus your attention on the feeling he calls it the wish fulfilled Mm, yeah he does and um he also talks about the importance of focusing uh, one thing, right? When he talks about the concepts of desire, that it is a desire upon which attention is exclusively 
concentrated. And I think, again, this is a mistake people often make in goal achieving is that they set, yes, you can have goals in different areas, right? So you may have a relationship goal that you want to work on and you may have a wealth goal and you may have a health related goal. But if they, I, I find if they are, if you have too many goals or they are not in alignment with each other, then you will never be able to focus enough energy on one area. So for example, the entrepreneur who wants to create that or take their business to the next level, who simultaneously has a very lofty fitness goal, like, I don't know, running in, like doing an Ironman in Kona or something. Those two mean that you cannot put sufficient energy into one because they are so demanding of your time. Whereas if you were to have, instead of running you know, an Ironman that level and being a world champion, you wanted to bring your business on. So you were going to get extremely fit in the most time efficient manner that made your body and brain stronger and more resilient that would facilitate the entrepreneurial goal. And I think often people divert their attention and that by its very nature dilutes the effect. Yeah. And, and I, I, I've had people ask me, you know, how should I focus on one thing or, or can I focus on two things? You cannot focus. Focus by definition is, is giving your attention to something to the exclusion of all other objects. So the, think of the first time you fell in love. The first time you fell in love, you couldn't think about anything else. And that's the feeling, that's the intensity that you need to have is uh, the first time I fell in love, you're falling in love with something and your attention is focused, all of your attention is focused on that thing or on the feeling of having achieved that thing. It, it's not the thing, it's the feeling. Focus on the feeling of having achieved it. I am, and, and that's the important phrase is I am. It's not... I can, it's not, I want to, it's not, I will. Those are, well, if I say I will, that means I'm really determined. No, it means if you say I will, it means I'm not because mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. You say I am and everything that follows I am is your statement of your goal. But some people would find this difficult because they would find that their own internal paradigm at this point is going to fight them because we could use a few examples, right? Somebody who doesn't see a lot in their bank account and wants to become a very wealthy individual, when they say, I am, however wealthy that is, they're not, they're, their subconscious mind is saying, well, no, you're not. Who, who do you think you are? No, you're not. Or for example, somebody who is extremely overweight is now trying to visualize themselves as lean and fit and healthy, they say, I am vibrantly healthy and fit. They're going to look at it and think, well, no, you're not. Look at you. How can they how can they adjust for that? Because it is quite difficult, isn't it? They're trying to transpose to their future self. And yet with that physical goal, when we're looking at that in terms of a fitness goal, they're seeing something very, very different when they're looking in the mirror. Right. And, and I know exactly how it feels because uh, a few years ago, I looked in the mirror and I just thought, who's the old fat guy? Which, and, by the way, for anyone not watching this, Dan is definitely, does definitely not look like that at all. <laughs> but, but if you would have seen me a few years ago, you would probably say the same thing. And my knees, my knees hurt and my, I was overweight. I, I could barely get my shoes tied. I mean, literally I had, wow. had trouble tying my shoes. 
putting on my trousers. Uh, it, I had would have to hold on to something. I thought this is not the way I'm. This is not the way I'm living. And I thought something. I'm doing something in my life, and I know it's. It has to do with exercise, and it has to do with intake of calories. Because I spent my whole life as a surfer, I know what it's like to be lean and fit. And I thought, I, that's, that's the person I want to be again. I was over two, well over 200 pounds, which is however many kilograms. But I was, I was becoming moderately obese. And I thought, what am, where, where are all the calories coming from? Because I didn't think I ate very much. And I thought, there are two things that I could cut down. Not cut out completely, because I love them both but just cut down. And those were cookies, biscuits, and beer. <laughs> and if I just cut those back, not, not so much, and start doing some exercises and not going out and running, going out and really a big thing, something that I could do with just in, on the floor in the bedroom, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, of some exercises. And a year and a half later, I had lost 35 pounds, which is about 15 kilograms, was down to the same weight that I was when I was 20 years old. And felt, and I could tie my shoes, I could put on my trousers, I could, I could jog, I could do other things. And it really was, it was only a change in my perception of, of myself. And you, it has to be strong enough that you want to take some action. You want to make the, not you want to make the change, you make the change. Mm -hmm. It's not a question of I want to or I will. Just do it. And do you think to do that, you need to, because when you're, some, some coaches would say this, is that when you're visualizing this, this um, future you effectively, but in the present, so I am, um, sometimes that can feel some, some coaches will say, well, actually that feels so good that it may prevent you then from going and pursuing the goal. And so you'll often read about people talking about, you know, how actually it's not about visualizing the end goal. It's about visualizing the journey. So if you have becoming this fitter, leaner, healthier version of you that you want to embody and become, then instead of visualizing yourself with the feeling of that end result, you begin to visualize yourself as the person who does the actions and the behaviors that achieve that result. So you now visualize yourself getting up at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning when it's dark and it's cold and it's raining outside and you're going for that run because you now are the person that will run regardless in the rain, in the cold, with it beating down on your face. I just wonder what you think, because actually that's a slightly different visualization and feeling. And I think this is where people can, can get quite confused with what they should be thinking about to get this to line up properly. Well, I, that's really a good point, Angela, because th that's the... You've just described the fourth barrier to goal achievement. And, and that barrier is comfort. If you're, if you're comfortable where you are, even if you're miserable, it's familiar. And if it's familiar, 
you're very um, opposed to change. You avoid change because comfort, even if it's even if it's uncomfortable, what's familiar becomes by definition comfortable. And change is something that you don't want to you don't want to upset that with change, even if you know the change is going to make a positive difference. So you have to you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to to do something that's that makes you afraid. You have to be and and people say, well, uh, how do I find courage? Well, that you don't have to find it. It's already there. You don't have to ask people, pray, oh, God, give me courage. You're asking the wrong person. You have to look in the mirror and say, I am, I am doing this. The person that I, the person that I will be, the person that I am is a person who achieves this goal that becomes, I have become this new person. This is the way I think. This is the way I act. This is the way I walk. This is the way I talk. You are that person. You and Neville calls it the power of assumption. And assumption has two different meanings. One is you think something's true without any without any concrete evidence. You assume that it's true. And we that's one way of saying it. But the other the other meaning for assumption is to take on a new role like an actor. When an actor assumes a role, a good actor becomes that new person. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, Stella Adler has a book that has to do with, with act, the art of acting. And she was an acting coach in Hollywood for years. But her book, Stella Adler, is a, a good book on assuming a role. But if you look at your favorite actors, they have, a, have become the person that they are portraying. Mm, yeah, that's very much like Beyonce uh, adopted this persona for many years to overcome the fear, I think, of being, if, my, if I'm remembering this correctly, to overcome the fear of being on stage, that she was Sasha Fierce. And so mm. she would go on stage as Sasha Fierce, and that's who she would become. So it's that's almost right. like having this sort of alter ego um, I think some people may struggle, though. I don't know if you have any tips for people listening in the creation of that person, because what you're saying is they, they need to be sort of envisaging this future self, right? Because what got you here won't get you there. So they need to become and embody that new person. They yeah. will, when you say they need to think about how they walk, how they talk, how they show up, what their behaviors are, their actions. That's quite a hard exercise, I think, for people to do. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing more difficult mm. because it requires it requires using a different part of your your thinking capability, and that kind of thinking is the is Wallace Waddle says it's the most difficult thing in the world is true thinking, and thinking is using using your thoughts in a way that is changing your life. And Neville Goddard says the future must become the present. You have to go out. You have to put your, yourself out in your mind, in your imagination. Your imagination is one of your, it's one of the things that makes you in the image of 
infinite intelligence because everything around us has been created by imagination. Everything. The natural world is created and brought into being by imagination. Everything in your life has been brought in, into being, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. It has been brought into your life by imagination. And you like to think, oh, it's circumstances. No, it's your imagination and your relationship with your imagination, your, your attitude. Those are the two things that determine where you are today and where you will be in the future. Your future is imaginary, just like your past is imaginary. We, we only have the present. We only have the present moment. They're all intermingled in, in time and space. And you can, you've done time travel repeatedly. When you go back into the past and you relive an event, which is usually a negative event, you relive that event and you think of all the things you could have done differently. That's, that's only in your imagination now. It may have been a real experience, but when you go back and revisit it, it's just as real as when it actually happened. Remember that. Don't, don't spend your time living in an imaginary past that's full of mistakes and failures. If you want to go back and think of the past, think of your successes. That's what a person that's achieving the goal does. The things are, that are in the past are for, forgotten. Forgetting the things that are behind, reach forward to the things that are ahead and bring them into your present life. Bring those things into your present life, not the past things. And how do they, I mean, obviously the recording and recalling your previous successes is definitely going to help do this. But what about when people encounter the voice in their head that says, no, you know, and, and it's talked about a lot in, in psychocybernetics, right? That we have this internal thermostat where it's like, nah, you're, you're never going to be thin. You're never going to be rich. You're never going to be like this, right? That's not you. You're okay. crazy. What are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, how, how can you overcome that? Because, you know, it's really interesting, isn't it? You look at Richard Branson. I remember my son as my eldest son as a very little boy going, wow, that just sounds incredible. You know, I think we were in Mauritius and, and I was saying, oh, imagine, you know, Richard Branson actually has a private island and he's like, I'm going to have one of those when I grow up, right? The child's mind can imagine these things. Well, Richard Branson did it. He didn't stop himself. He has a private yeah. island. So, and, so why is it that other people stop themselves and how can they not stop themselves? Well, they, you have to you have to allow yourself. You have to allow yourself to daydream. You have to allow yourself to let your imagination go, just like when you were a kid, just like when you were a child and you thought of things and you had imaginary worlds and you were the hero of that world. That's the that's the time when you really had it figured out. Mm -hmm. And, and we, and we had that suppressed over the years, stop daydreaming, pay attention. You can't do this because of this and this and this, and these are coming from authority figures like your parents or your teachers saying, you can't do that. I don't know how many times I was told to stop daydreaming when I was in school. And, and I wanted to say to the teacher, you don't understand. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. You do need to. And that's really what Joe Dispenza 
talks about about collapsing space and time, yeah. which I want to come on to, yeah, with you in just a second. But I think that what you say there, that envisaging, I, I would I would encourage people from my own experience, and and I don't have that much experience, but I know that you know when I you know, when I was really sick and I was struggling with depression and I really wanted to end my life. And I then ended up hospitalized with pneumonia, with pneumonia, with a very real possibility of that becoming the end of my life. I suddenly felt this profound sense of peace. And I think largely brought on actually, and Dr. Joe talks about this by the very high fevers that I was having lent way to a more sort of lucid state where I was able to access uh, an inner state of calm and peace. And there was a commitment that I made then to myself that I wanted to see my children grow up and I was going to, I had to correct effectively my mental and my physical health. And so I made a commitment that if I got out of this situation, I was going to get, I wanted to see my kids grow up and be there for them. And I would get myself into a peak state of mental and physical health. I had no idea, like you say, I had absolutely no idea how I was going to do that, how I was going to go from, you know, some damage on my lungs after double pneumonia with very strong bipolar medication to actually being able to do that. However, it wasn't an overnight transformation and it it did require patience. It took many years for me to eventually fully transition off medication. But because that seed within me was so strong, I managed to do that. And it was, you know, really happy for me when a couple of weeks ago I, I got COVID and I realized it's mild, there's a milder variant now, but I didn't really get sick at all. In fact, very little symptoms, if any. Um, to go from where I had been many years before, where I was so ill, to, to there, should have just just made made me realize like I've done this now. Right? I'm off all medication. I've got myself really healthy. But I was patient. It took years to do that. And I think sometimes people expect it to happen all of a sudden. Um, and then because it doesn't seem to be happening quickly, they lose a bit of momentum, and then their energy is no longer focused, right? Because I, I, I love what you were saying there about the focus. I kind of think of it sometimes as like a, a candle and a flashlight, right? We really want to have a flashlight on it rather than a candle that's flickering and putting energy all around because right. we want to hone in and, and really focus that. But Dr. Joe talks about collapsing space and time and that the power of thought and intention can do that 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 wasn't my experience it it took action uh to to get myself into that state it wasn't going to happen by me just deciding to be mentally and physically healthy and i just wonder what your thoughts are there because the, the there are some schools of thought that say that uh you don't have to take action but in fact you have to be a participant in your own future you can't you, you cannot just say, you can't just meditate. You, you, can, you can get some things by meditation, but usually they're insights and not, not so much physical things happening. But the combination of focused attention, which would be the, the meditation part, focused attention with action toward that goal. Um, it, it, the, there, there's all, there are always steps involved. The, the thought, the idea, the desire, 
and then it has to be actioned. And it, it can't just be a little bit of action. It has to be focused attention kind of action. And it has to be persistent. Mm-hmm. It has to be um, the importunity is the word that rarely used, but it means you have to have uh, latent, uh, aggressive behavior with expectation. You have to be beating on the door essentially in order to in order to have that door open. But the opening of the door is the is the time when you are having communication. You are getting you are you are in alignment, as you said. And I'd like to talk for a minute about the whole physics of alignment because it has to do with something called vector addition. And when when you are in alignment with your goal and you're in and you're taking action in a focused direction that's when things will start to fall into place and you'll start to see the uh, the synchronicities or the coincidences or uh, you you want to get you want to find out what the next step forward is there's an exercise that i started doing and i'd never heard of anybody doing it before we start, you, you start your day with, with a gratitude statement. Most people that are on a personal development or a goal setting journey uh, will have, will have some statement of things that they're grateful for when they are first waking up in the morning. But I like to do something in addition to that at the end of the day to kind of wrap things up and look back on the day as this is, this is, this was, has been a day on a journey because because our life is one day, one day at a time on, on a journey. How did that day go? And I make a list of four things every night. I'll, I'll put down WWW, what went well? And just a couple words. I had, had a great cup of coffee in the morning. I mean, it could be something simple. I uh, had, a, had a good walk on the beach. I had a, I, I had a successful meeting at work today. I accomplished a, a goal that I, I had wanted to do. I, I was able to run uh, to, for without stopping for three whole miles. You know, something something simple, but things that are that went well because we want to look back on the day and think of think of what what did we accomplish. It can only be it could only be small steps, but small steps in the right direction will get you there. The next thing I put down is WNW, what needed work? Did I lose my temper? Well, I'm not going to say that I lost my temper. Don't say it in negative terms. If, if I lost my temper during the day, what needed work was understanding or patience or, or clarity or something like that. A positive term that I forgot about for a moment. And it could, there could be a couple different things. You can think of some incidents. Don't give them much energy because the things you give energy to, you're focusing your attention on, and that's telling the universe, I want, I want to go that, I want you to go that way. It's like a person who's on a weight loss program and thinks, I, I won't eat, I don't want to eat fast food anymore. The universe doesn't hear the, the, the disclaimer at the beginning. I don't want to eat fast. I don't want to eat. I. All it hears is fast food, the subject of the sentence, not the not the 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 term that qualifies it. 
and a person that thinks I don't want to eat fast food, I don't want to eat fast food. All they're doing is passing by McDonald's and Burger King all the time. That's all they see because they're focusing their attention on it, thinking that they're not. You say, I want to eat healthy. I want to be slim. I want to be strong. I want to be flexible. Those, those are the thoughts that you focus on. And when you look back on your day, if there are places when you feel like you got off track, say it in positive terms. I needed to work on my understanding. I needed to work on my, on my gratitude. The third one is I put down, I awaken. And I put down three or four words that describe how do I want to awaken? Grateful, focused, uh, appreciative, what, uh, with intention. What are some words that would direct me in that, in that sleepy state when I first wake up? How am I going to, how am I going to be, how's my mind going to be kicking into gear? Is it mm. going to be focused on the problems of the day? Or is it going to be focused on my intention to, to take steps forward? And the last thing I put down before I go to sleep is the, the letter Q. And I ask a question or make a demand because I know that I'm, I am the, 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 Creative force within me is the, exactly the same creative force that's in the entire universe, that's in Angela, that's in every single, every single being on this planet has that same connection with infinite intelligence, with the infinite power of the universe, with all knowledge, all understanding, all wisdom is in you, is in me. We have that connection, every one of us. And when you ask a question, people think of it as praying and God's a third person and probably an old guy that lounges in the clouds most of the time and he's angry and jealous. That's not, that's not a true image. We're created in the, in the image of God, of source energy. We're created in an image that, that because we have the power of imagination, we have the power to love, to forgive, to create. The list goes on and on. We have the same power as all of the infinite power of the universe within each one of us. When we're asking a question, when we're asking for help, ask yourself because you are the source. You are the source of that, of, of that creative energy, of that, of that conscious intelligence. And the conscious awareness that's in you and in me is the same conscious awareness that fills the entire universe. You're asking a question, you can make it a demand. Show me the next step. Help me to you know, make, make me more uh, uh, to pay attention. Sometimes that's all the cue says is pay attention because I feel like I'm not seeing some things that I'm, I'm missing some things, some pictures, some pieces of the puzzle that I can I can see if I focus my attention on that as a goal for the next day. And what you do this right before going to bed. Pardon me? Do you do this right before going to bed when you're in that sort of more out for dropping brainwave state? In bed so that my, during the night, my subconscious mind is working on that, that question that how am I going to awaken and the things that uh, what went well and what needed work are things that are just a, a recap of the day. But the, the question and I awaken are, are focused attention 
and your subconscious mind never stops operating. And a good question will uh, actually initiate lucid dreams. And you can get answers in your dreams. Um, and again, that's, that might be a little too out there for some people, but, but you focus your attention, your subconscious mind responds to that. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I love those questions. I think I'm going to adopt them because mine are not dissimilar. Actually, I always have uh, what were my what did I achieve today? So like three, three positive wins. And then I ask the question, um, what what would make tomorrow even better? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, uh, I like yours. I like those. I think I'm going to adopt those, actually. Um, yeah. And share them with your group because they. Yeah. They've been really helpful for me, it, and, mm -hmm. it, and it ties together the day. It makes me feel like the the day is kind of a little journey, a little story in itself. This, these things happened well. These things needed work. I'm, I'm. It, it, it kind of ties the bow on everything for the, for that day. Yeah, I love that. And do you plan out? Um, I know a lot of people, and and I do this quite a lot. Do you plan out your day and your week ahead of time? I have a calendar, and I think all of us do. I don't. I don't do a lot of uh, of planning beyond my calendar because I know that there there are things that I want to do, things that I need to do, um, and those things have to have to intermesh. Uh, and the um, did it, did did we talk about analysis as another barrier? No, but this is a common that's one. The, that's the last <laughs> analysis last, paralysis. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the last, that's the last barrier is analysis. And if you have, you don't have to know all the steps. You don't ha really have to know any of the steps, but you have to be able to have the courage to take that step because every step you take toward your goal is a step into the unknown. And that's, a, that's something that makes every step a little bit scary, a little bit frightening because you don't know where it's going. But um, there has to be a level of trust. The, um, let me just talk a second about faith and belief. And that's something, those are two words that are commonly, they're, they're been, they've been used so much by the, the theology people that uh, the, they have some, a lot of baggage. They, there's a lot of um, misconceptions about what those words mean. Faith just means that you, you know that you are able to accomplish it. And you're able to accomplish it because this, the spirit of, of conscious awareness is in you. So you have that ability. If you're a religious person, you say God is able. Well, guess what? You have God within you. It's not some third person that you're trying to depend on. So you you know that you are able that's faith belief according to the way that it's used if you go back for centuries back according to the way that it was originally used belief meant you you know you're certain that it's already been given to you your goal is already there once the thought is put out once the thought comes from you i want i want or i am you put yourself out into the future that thought exists as a real thing. And the thing that you're thinking about is already waiting for you. 
It's already there. All you have to do is arrange your own life to be in a position where you can allow it to become real for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. It's interesting, actually, because um, uh, Hal Elrod actually has a, a really good book that I don't think is almost uh, publicized enough where he talks about this and he talks about the miracle equation and what helped him overcome his car accident and then um, later overcome his battle with cancer. Mm. And he says that the miracle equation is extraordinary effort coupled with unwavering faith. And he makes it very clear that by extraordinary effort, we don't mean that you've got to, for example, you have a business goal now, you're going to work all night and never sleep to achieve it. It just means that you're doing something extra to the ordinary person. So you're going over and above, which is that focused energy that you're talking about, focused attention, sorry, that you're talking about coupled with unwavering faith equals Mm -hmm. the miracle equation. And then it must come to be. And the the faith is because uh, when there are several places in the, in the Christian Bible where, where uh, Jesus said, you must have faith and believe. They're obviously two different things. They're not mm-hmm. saying you should have faith in faith. You, you have to know that you're able to do it. And you have to know that it's already been given to you. It's already waiting for you. Because that's the, that's the law of conservation of energy in physics. Mm-hmm. The amount of energy in the universe has never changed. Every thought, past, present, future, all exists in the eternal now. It's all there already. When, you, when a thought comes to you, it's coming to you from conscious awareness. It's coming through you. You are only a vehicle. You're only a, a vessel to hold that thought. And it's been given to you for a reason. To make changes in your life and in the lives of other people. And if you don't act on it, it will be given to someone else quite often, mm-hmm. which is why you see people who say, oh my God, that was amazing. Look, they just made such a success out of that. And I had that idea before, but you probably didn't act on it. Right. And the, the, yeah, and the thought, yeah, uh, very commonly thoughts come to, to different people. The same thought happened to Newton and Leibniz with calculus. The idea for calculus came to Newton at the same time it came to Leibniz in Germany. And they developed the same calculus, uh, slightly different notations, but the same ideas came to the same, came to different people at the same time. Mm. Can we, can we just go over then so people can, can remember this, the five obstacles that you were saying that oh, there, sure there are four, there are four four obstacles. Okay. Yeah, and it's fear. Yeah. Analysis. Yeah. Analysis. Comfort. Yeah. And what was the fourth one? Fear, analysis, comfort, and distraction. Distraction. Yeah. Well, I find that actually 
the, the, the analysis a lot of people do, right? They research endlessly. So it doesn't matter what they're going to do, whether they're looking to, we all do this, right? You're looking to achieve something new, you research, how can I do this? How can I launch this business? How can I launch this product? Or what's the best diet for me? You know, should I go keto? Should I go low carb? Should I go low fat? Like, what am I going to do? Are we going to analysis paralysis? That one I think is obvious to many. Comfort, we are often comfortable with our surroundings, even if they're not ideal. And I think that's right. We, it's crazy, really, that we uh, sacrifice our future success and enjoyment. Um, comfort. But, for, for, for an uncomfortable comfort. For an, exactly. A familiar discomfort, isn't it? For a familiar discomfort. Um, and then distraction often is a way of, uh, of covering over fear, right? Sometimes if we feel fearful, we will distract as a mechanism. Yeah, I always but, think with fear, it's a use of imagination, but it's a misuse because you could choose faith. Right. Yeah. Those are, those are the two options. Yeah. And, and the, um, the distractions, they distill your, they, they, um, they disperse your focus. Mm -hmm. You lose the focus when you get distracted. All you have to do is, is try to hold a, a single thought for 30 seconds or, or clear, completely clear your mind for 30 seconds. It's almost impossible because your, your mind is constantly analyzing stimuli, remembering things that need to be done, uh, bringing up an old conversation. It's incredible how active your, your conscious mind is and how distracting it is. You, if you, if you can hold a, if you can clear your mind completely for 30 seconds, you're on a good path. And do you have anything, um, Dan, in terms of fear? Because I know this is one that show shows up for a lot of people, um, in terms of how they can help that fear to dissipate or to feel it and do what they need to do regardless. I think I think mine is uh, uh, based on self worth. That I really, you know, I mean, I really have been was told all the time when I was a kid, you know, who do you think you are? And that and those voices come back all the time, you know, you can't. Who do you who do you think you are? Nobody's going to listen to that. Uh, Where well, you think you're a Mister Smarty Pants? <laughs> you know, and and it's um or you're not you, you you can't make that much money you're not you're uh, what do you think money grows on trees i mean there are so many so many phrases that we grow up with that are ingrained in us at a very deep level and we have to go back and and pull those out like weeds that have grown into trees in the garden mm. I think, I think actually that's a really important point as well, is if you're not directing your thoughts, just like you're not directing what grows in the garden, the weeds will grow and those no, thoughts yeah. will, yeah. yeah. If you, if you allow, it's almost like if there isn't intention, there mm -hmm. will always be any void will be filled, any space will be filled and the weeds come in. Yeah. It's by decision or by default. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit like um, Dr. John Martini talks a lot about this, that if you're not aware of your own values, you will default live by other people's values That's because right. it cannot be any other way. Yeah. And I think that's so important. 
Yeah, very important. Mm. And and it's um it's a it's a a dangerous road to go down to not make decisions. Mm. One thing, one thing I want to I talk to you about is when we talk about desire. Uh, Neville Goddard talks about you must assume the feeling of the fulfillment of your desire until you are possess, possessed by it, mm. and this feeling crowds out all other ideas of consciousness. That's right. And and L Nightingale talks about the worthy ideal. I think this is where sometimes people get struck because actually. And, and maybe part of this is understanding. I think that whatever, and I'm curious as to your thoughts, whatever goal you want to achieve, there is always a price to pay. Like nothing in life is for free. Yeah. So there's always a price. And so for me, when I'm fixing on a goal that I want to achieve, the feeling that you talk about here, the wish fulfilled, the, the end game, if you like, or the end result must exceed the price you pay. Or you will not stay on track. Right. Yeah. You you have to be you have to have that willingness, and it may be something really simple, where you you want a uh, you want a new car, but your garage is filled with junk, and you wonder why the car doesn't come do, doesn't manifest in your life, but you haven't made room for it. And we, that happens at all levels. You can think of all kinds of, um, of conscious levels wh where that would happen, where you're trying to make room in for a new relationship in your life, but you haven't really, or you want a, you want a new relationship, but you haven't made room for that relationship in your life. And there, and and that's a a price to pay because you have to sometimes give up something. But the things you're giving up. You know, it's um, it's like you you can't you can't count you can count what you're losing because you know what that is, but you can't count what you're gaining. Mm. Do you think that's because people are so afraid of losing that they can they can see that first? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the and when and when you when you actually weighed the the cost the cost and the benefit often we don't know what all the benefits are what's the old phrase that says you can count the number of apples the number of seeds in an apple but you can't count the number of apples in a seed and yeah. and sometimes what we think is a high price is only a high price based on on our level of understanding and when you get to the other side and you've accomplished that goal, you realize that the price you paid was really nothing, mm. inconsequential, compared to the changes in your perception of yourself, in your satisfaction with your life, in, the, in your effect on others. Mm. Those things are, um, have a, such a, a higher value that the things that we are, we, th we feel like we're turning our back on really are uh, something that are insignificant. Mm. Like I, I have a totally different set of friends now than I had 20 years ago. I've completely lost track of those other people. And, and 
replace them, not replace them, but they've just, they just faded out of my life because my direction wasn't aligned with theirs. Mm. And I think that's a really important point, actually. I think that's such an important point you make there because the people that you spend your time with and Jim Rohn very um, mm -hmm. eloquently talks about this. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. If you don't change that setting again, you are unlikely, right? Because this comes back to the focused attention. You can't focus your attention well if you are being pulled at another angle, you know, if, if your friends are still overweight, drinking lots of alcohol, encouraging you to go out and you're trying to create this new sense of self, it's going to be exponentially harder than if you have a new healthy set of friends that you may be bumped into at the local health club who now are in very much in alignment with your goals. That's right. And, and if you're, if you're, you're pulling in one direction and your two best friends are pulling in a different direction, the card is going to is going to go the in the the average of of all those poles and it's not going to go in the direction you want mm. that's very very true and so you actually need to crowd that out i always think it's like with food when i look at people's nutrition rather than denying we should crowd out the ones that we don't want if you fill mm -hmm. up on healthy food you're going to crave less of the unhealthy ones that's um, right. Mm. I've, and I've, I've learned how, how great um, boiled beets are. <laughs> you got good levels of nitric oxide then, Dan. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, every, every day I have a, a, a little bowl of boiled beets and boiled onions. Very good. And I, I would, uh, a year ago, I would have gone, boiled beets and boiled onions, that sounds terrible. They're no chance. <laughs> Before you go, because you've been very generous with your time, um, I guess I want to ask you just a couple of things. Do you have, the first one would be, we talked about your evening routine, which, which I love, and I'm going to definitely uh, adopt and share. But what about your morning routine? Do you have a way of priming yourself uh, for success in the morning? There, there are two things that I do in the morning, and one is to write a uh, a gratitude list. I keep the same journal that I that I write my evening uh, thoughts in. I I have my morning gratitude in. And then the other thing I do is spend some time when I first get up in the morning. And I I usually get up around between five and five thirty, and take some quiet time to meditate and uh, and to really set my intention for the day. And I have a couple of uh, recorded meditations that I've that I've come up with that I listen to, to to focus my attention on the day ahead, and what what is it that I'm who, who is it that I'm going to be today? Mm -hmm. And what what am I what what's the what value am I going to give to myself? What value am I going to give to others around me today? Mm -hmm. And not so much just, you know, I'm going to go out and do, you know, punch in the punch the time clock and go to work. But it can include that because because we can we can have we can be that person who has achieved the goal of our dreams. We can live that person's life while you're washing the dishes or while you're you're working on your computer at work. And and I find that during the day it's I, if I take just enough time for five 
intentional breaths. And close my eyes. There's something about closing your eyes and putting your hand on your heart. It only takes 30 seconds, and you can completely reset your, how your day's going mm. because you cannot close your eyes without a feeling of safety. And you cannot take deep, slow, deep breaths without a feeling of safety. If it's being overridden by beta consciousness and what has to be done, you're in fight or flight mode at some level. If you can slow down, take a deep breath, focus on that thinking center of your heart, the, the, the most powerful electromagnetic source in your body is your heart. And you reset your heart, you reset your thoughts, you come out of that 30 seconds with a feeling that you've really gone someplace, then you've really accomplished a lot during that day because you're focusing your attention on the feeling of the goal achieved. I love that. I, the intention setting exercise, I think, in the morning and combined with meditation is so powerful. And, and actually also visualizing your day ahead of time and how you want it to go. Uh, is a really powerful thing to do. I am, I am. Statements are. Uh, I would. I would highly recommend anybody just take a sheet of paper and write down "I am" and write down all the things that you are. The person, not you, that you are now, but the person that you are in the future. What is that person like? Just single words. I'm grateful. I'm, uh, I'm uh, conscious, I'm aware, I'm clear, I'm uh, insightful, whatever those, whatever those characteristics are of that person that you're going to be, write it down because it, it will, I could tell a whole story about how I manifested my wife. <laughs> we we'll probably have time for that if you want to share it. No, we don't have time for it. <laughs> okay. It's a good story. And it turned out she was manifesting me at the same time. Wow. How interesting. Yeah, it was really, it's, it's really a good story. Next time. Next time. We'll get you back on the show. <laughs> and so before you go, what is your, um, I want you to share everything where people can find you, but what is your uh, favorite book that you've read? Is there one that stands out for you? Oh, it would, I, I'd say above all else, it would be Power of Awareness. It would be, yeah. Uh, I love it. It's I, the kind I, of book I keep with me. I have it here. This one, I just, I love it. It's exactly the book. Yeah, it's an amazing book. It's the one you can read again and again and again, right? Because no well, words are wasted. Yeah, and I, and I uh, put together a, uh, a series of hour-long lectures. So there are 27 hour-long lectures from each chapter, one for each chapter of the book. And... It, it was that, and I'd read it many times before then, but, but that going through that program in that kind of detail, uh, spending a week thinking about one chapter was transformational for me. And where, where can people find more about you, Dan, and connect with your programs and your courses? Uh, I, do have, I do have a weekly uh, show that's, uh, that's on Facebook, or, or you can access it through Facebook. That also has a YouTube uh, connection, but it's it's just called Dan Talks. Now there are a couple other Dan Talks in there. There's a like a cage fighter or something like that that is, <laughs> is a Dan Talks person too, but it's a different Dan. 
And I've, I've just, uh, I'm just putting together now a new series that's called the Physics of Faith. Um, that's going through many of these same ideas in detail. Uh, it's a, uh, it'll, and it'll be a 24-week program when it's finished. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Uh, how, ca- how can people join that? Uh, they, you could go to Dan Talks and connect through there. Brenda Penman uh, is my backup person. She, she handles all of the, the website stuff. So all I, all I do is think about what I'm going to be talking about the next week. <laughs> <laughs> amazing well we can link to dan talks on uh, facebook in the show notes so people can go and check that out um thank you so much for coming uh, and sharing all that wisdom today uh it's really been a pleasure to chat to you angela it's been a pleasure thank you everyone for being here and i am so grateful to be able to share a little bit of my own thoughts with you and uh angela thanks for making it happen Thanks, Dan. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, the show notes will be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast, and you can download the transcript there together with the show notes and all of the other resources that I have on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.